What is going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to another Hidden Falls Media Experience episode. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Matt Holmes. But before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you of what this episode is and what it's going to mean to you. We don't run you any ads. We don't try to sell you some BS course that you don't need. We're not trying to pitch you on any type of product or service, but what we are trying to pitch you on is a way to elevate your mindset, elevate your skill set, so you can go out there and continually crush your day no matter what you're doing. So if you found a nugget of wisdom or insight, or you just enjoyed hearing Matt and I talk for the next little bit of time, please leave a review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It not only helps us get back up into the rankings, but it also helps elevate our incredible guests who graciously give their time for us. We don't make money off of it. Matt and I were just joking about that before we got started. These podcasts don't actually make us money. They end up costing us money. But it's one of those things we want to be able to provide you as much value out into the world as possible. So guys, you're going to love this episode. Matt is not only another digital marketer, but he is a podcast host. He's married to another entrepreneur. He does mentoring and coaching, 75 hard uh, award recipient for completing it. So he's in rare air with the best of them. Got, this is going to be incredible. Matt, welcome aboard. Hey, man. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you for uh, asking me and being so patient to get me on, Alex. I know it's been a crazy year for everybody. We've had to reschedule. Like you said, I've got, you know, seven kids. I've got my podcast passion project on the side, you know, completed 75 hard recently. My wife's business, my main business, we're in the middle of trying to buy a house and Christmas and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it's, it's never a dull moment. Even if I didn't have half of that with seven kids, man, that's like a, it's a full-time job. And with all this distance learning and some of them, we do homeschool. It's, it's a circus, man. I don't, I don't know how I uh, can feed myself some days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm happy to have you on. I'm glad we were able to get this together. And I know my audience is going to get a ton of value out of this today as well. You know, right now, like you said, we're in, we're in a weird time, especially for digital marketers. We're seeing a lot of really interesting trends happen. I don't know if you saw the article that came out today about um, Google getting caught in bed with Facebook about Facebook um, with their uh, preferred ad system and how they do um, different different ad placements on different Google sites and how Google was giving them differential treatment and preferential treatment for that, which I mean, we all kind of know anyway, right? Yeah. You can't have two tech giants not sleeping in bed with one another to a certain degree anyway. But it, it almost seems like that the deck is becoming more and more stacked against small businesses. And both you and I are in the business of helping small businesses thrive online and really help them grow. What are some of the trends that you're seeing across digital marketing and how is that affecting the way that you interact with your clients? I would say one of the biggest trends, and this was something, and I think it plays well with like what you're saying. They're all kind of in bed with each other in some shape or form. Like even, even the stuff coming out now with what iOS 14 and, and Apple saying like, oh, you know, this is going to affect this, you know, Facebook, it's on every ad account we open talking about how it's going to supposedly affect things like you know it's gonna hurt everybody you know in that way like I get and I think that's kind of pressure you know as far as like some of the privacy things and whatnot but you know I've even had clients you know like how's this gonna affect us I'm like like I'm not worried about it like it's not gonna ruin everything like it would ruin stuff for Google ruin for Facebook it'd ruin things for Apple like it's I'm not worried. I'm not freaking out. The sky's not falling. Mm -hmm. But as far as some trends go with some of that, 
you know, big thing for us this year with the agency, like when I started it, God, it's almost three years now when I officially went on on my own with the agency, like it was like niche down, like this is what you need to do. So it's like Facebook is what I knew. It's been our bread and butter since. But a trend we were seeing was like, obviously Facebook's like the freaking crazy ex-girlfriend or something, you know, like it's <laughs> up and down and it loves you. It hates you don't talk to me. And then it texts you in the middle and I like crazy. Right. <laughs> and we we're like, all right, let's not put all our eggs in one basket for our clients. Like that was what we were looking out for. And we want to be able to di diversify. So if something happens with their Facebook, well, we've got Google going, we've got YouTube going. So that was a big thing where we're like, you know what, let's, let's not just do one. We're not going to do anything and everything, you know, maybe we'll add different stuff here and there, but it's like, let's start doing some basic Google stuff, which most businesses we come across don't even do like the most basic things. When I come out, like, oh, here's what we're doing for some of our clients, you know, and other agencies or marketers like, oh, that's super basic. It's like, well, you're obviously disconnected with the majority of business owners because the majority don't do like branded search stuff or simple things like that, that are low cost for the most part but benefiting the target market that's searching for you or wanting to find out more. So that was a trend that we started to notice that we added in was certain things that we could start adding in YouTube in. Huge untapped goldmine resource that we saw for some of our clients. Like as soon as we turned it on, like we doubled ad spend, like one of our clients within a few weeks spent almost like 500 grand between like Google or uh, between YouTube and Facebook for like one event. And they were like, oh my God, like we crushed the goals that they wanted because we tapped into it. So I think that's one trend is like people are starting to realize don't just rely on Facebook. Yes, it's great. It's not going anywhere. It has its pros and cons, just like everywhere, just like YouTube, just like Google in itself. You know, and I say like, obviously Google owns YouTube, but there's different parts of like YouTube's its own beast, let alone Google search and you know, the GDN network, all of that stuff. Um, but when we started to do that, we saw a huge trend also as we took over doing Google for clients is when we increased Facebook's traffic and what we were promoting, we saw like branded search and those kinds of things would increase. Mm. When we decrease Facebook, that stuff would decrease. So we saw a direct correlation of like people are not just buying off of one click, which is why you're retargeting or remarketing, whatever you want to call it. And those multiple touch points make such a big difference for businesses. It's not only like most people, 95% or more, and I forget the numbers, they've done studies. So it's not like I'm just making it up. Most people don't buy off of that first one click right away. Low ticket, you know, lot goes into obviously price point, but let's just say for ease, $50 and under, still majority of people don't. You'll get more when it's, you know, $100 and under, $50 and under versus obviously $1,000, $5,000, 10 you know, the high tier stuff. It takes, it's a different process. But even with that, most people don't buy with that first click. So you're having to do the retargeting and people are just being smarter. Like, oh, this is cool. I like this. I'm going to check it out later. You know what? I want to do some more research because there's a lot of crap out there. Like, let's be honest, there's a lot of Chinese knockoff shit that we see ads for all the time. Like there's just stuff that people want to know, like, is this a company that I relate with their values? Are they cool? Do they have other awesome products? Like 
do I want to part with my hard-earned money? And they go and they search like easy stuff that we're seeing. They're going and searching like XYZ company reviews or XYZ company. Like they just want to see more about it. Like, is this legit or is this like a one product? They threw it up and it's not a real company. If I type it into Google and it doesn't pop up, that's a big trend that we're seeing doing those simple things and people being able to go and, Oh, I can type this into Google. It pops up or a few things pop up and there's a page that has reviews, a buy option, whatever it is, or just some simple things like, well, okay, that builds a trust factor already right there. And then they're clicking on that and then they're buying. We see it when we look at like our deeper click journey and analytics, like they're clicking a Facebook ad and then they go and they do a branded search, they click there and then they buy. Mm. So doing those kinds of things are huge trends of not just running Facebook ads by themselves. Even my wife's local business here, which it does online. We have a big, you know, we got, it's a rarity that I'm coming to find out that e-commerce and a brick and mortar store are hand in hand. Most e-commerce don't have like a brick and mortar. Well, we have a brick and mortar and we happen to just sell online too. So we have a lot of local market. And I saw when I even did that for local stores doing some small branded things, it's like, oh my God, like, I almost like set it and forget it. And I saw the other day, like Google charged me 500 bucks. I'm like, what was this for? Like I'd almost forgot. Cause it was so easy. Like it's not a huge actively managed campaign. It's just some branded search stuff I put out. And I see like, wow, here's like a hundred people clicked for directions. This many people clicked to like call like, Oh my God. Like that simple thing made that big of a difference. And to see like people are searching that. And here's another side point with that is, we have some clients that they have competitors that are very, you know, they're, they're very competitive in a certain market or they might have affiliates, which are great. They're a big part of their business, but they're running that stuff too. Mm. So when we started to do that, it's like, okay, now we're making sure our competitors aren't stealing the traffic, you know, or where they want to call it stealing or like, Hey, we're taking advantage of where you're not. Right. And getting that customer after we're spending this time and effort running Facebook ads or affiliates, which is great. Yeah. If they're promoting, we want them to get it, but they're kind of taking advantage of where you're sleeping by not running like some simple branded search stuff. And now we're like, that's money you're leaving on the table. When we instantly started to do that for clients. And again, this is basic stuff. It's not like crazy, but it all starts with the basics. Most people don't do the basics. They want to jump to the advanced things because you hear all these cool stories and huge ROAS and all these sales, like it's built on the foundations. And when we started implementing that, we saw trends of like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars being added up. That's like left on the table or going to somebody else that you're paying like an affiliate or whatever, like you're just losing money at that point. Sure. I, I really, really appreciate that insight. And I couldn't agree more that it's often the basics within digital marketing that get overlooked. And I can't tell you how many sites I've how many companies we've helped and they got done with the digital marketing agency and you talk about the basics. They didn't even have a pixel or the Google analytical tags installed. And it's like, what in the world are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. literally there's, there's like so from the start. Stuff that you can drown in, but it's like, you got to look at like, okay, what's the basics? Like, right. Let's say if you look at any business, it's like, I'm not super in depth with a lot of the Google analytics and things I can have, but it's like, it's always been a thing, whether it's been one of my sites or like when I set up my wife, so I was like, 
You have to Google like get your analytics code in there, whether you're using it or not, like you're getting that data right now. Right. And then the pixels codes and then this and like, and just basic foundations of like some retargeting here or the branded search stuff. And I get it. Like we all don't know everything. We all started. Yeah. I started knowing nothing about it, but Same that's, here. Yeah. that's why we're here right now is hopefully help some people with like, don't, don't be caught by like the squirrel shiny object syndrome. Like some of those things are cool and you might get some good knowledge, but you got to start with like the basics and the foundation because that's what builds the next piece, the next retargeting thing or the, this or the, like you got to start with the, just a simple foundational stuff. And then you can grow from there. hundred percent. Couldn't have been said better. I want to shift gears into more of the other areas of your life. Yeah. Because even though digital marketing, we can talk about all day. There's a lot of people out there that want to know more about what goes on kind of behind the scenes up here. Um, you had a podcast guest on recently. And one of the things that I heard during the podcast that really caught my ears were that, are we playing the right game of life? And no matter the money that we make, that we can't buy back the time. So how do we squeeze the shit out of the moments right now in this moment of separation season? between the beginning of 2020 and coming into 2021, people took a full year to kind of freeze and just either they totally went away and hid in their shell or their little uh, hidey hole, or they decided to put their head down work and just dedicate it to passion and drive and rituals, routines, habits. How do we take the rest of this separation season and squeeze the shit out of it so that way we can accelerate into 21 and into 2022 with the most momentum we can possibly have. You know, I'm glad you brought that up and kind of, you know, mentioned, mentioned that quote. Cause even when you said it, it's like, you know, thinking about it, like gives me goosebumps because it, you know, it's been such a crazy year for everybody, whether it's like, you've had your struggles, you've had this, like we've all had our own journey. Even people that have had massive success in some shape or form, like, it's not like it just came easy for everybody. Like everybody's had their successes or their struggles. And if you said you haven't had successes, which I think is going to kind of segue into what we talk about is you're looking at the wrong things and focusing on the wrong stuff. Like I was thinking the other day, like the beginning of this year, even with like the agency towards the end of last year and beginning of the year, it's like, like I started to almost lose some of the excitement. I was like, I don't know, like how much longer I want to do this. And it wasn't because like, business wasn't going well or anything like that. I just, I was looking at the wrong things within that. And like what I could provide by having people that work for me that I'm helping provide for them, providing jobs. Like it helps me provide for my family and do the other things I want to do or pay to help my wife's business get going. Or my wife's business would have been shut down if it wasn't for mine. Like my business has kept her business afloat the months we had zero business going on, that it was just sure. drowning itself, you know, with the lockdowns and all this. So thankfully I didn't, you know, business, you know, for, for us, like I've had struggles of our own. We've had personal things. Like we've got seven kids trying to do a home. So like there's challenges that have been with running two businesses while trying to teach kids <laughs> school and distance learning and all of that shit, you know, it, it's been a challenge, but thankfully I said like business has grown over a hundred percent for us this year, because I was like, you know what, let me think of, let me shift and look at it a different way. 
Mm. And I think that's really where you have to look at it. Whether you're looking, if it's January 1st or the number, the first day we've had lockdowns or what's today, the December 17th, when we're talking now, and there's X team, whatever amount of days, you know, what, whatever it is before January 1st of 2021, I would tell someone the same thing. It's like, it's not the amount, it's not the amount of days that are left in 2020 at the first or at the very last stretch of this year. If you're not willing to look at it and be thankful for what you do have, I think you have to start with that. And then using that as fuel of what am I going to do now that I can control leading into the new year? Because I'm not going to wait for January 1st. Like, it's a fucking lie that you're going to tell yourself. I'm going to get started January 1st. Like, bullshit. If you don't get started now, you're not going to get started January 1st. I'm not saying you have to go run an Ironman today. You know, it doesn't start that way. But it's like, it starts with the first step today. Whether it's the first day of lockdowns, whether it's today or January 1st. But the most important is it is today. It's not the first day of lockdowns. Like all that shit's gone. Like you can't change what's happened. January 1st in the future. You might die tomorrow. Who knows? You know, focusing on today of where do I want to go? What am I in control of? And what am I going to do now? Whether you've got kids, like for me, if it's me, like, you know, we've got the holidays, you know, I'm thankful. It's like, man, this is, this is, it's crazy year, but we've got Christmas coming. We've got all our kids home this year. Cause we're blended family. It's our holiday to have all the kids. We're going to celebrate. Like that's exciting in and of itself, no matter what's going on. Like that's cool. Let's make that. Awesome. Oh yeah, it is. That's a celebration. Exactly. Yeah. And we're supposed to get tons of snow Christmas Eve. So it's awesome. Like it's all working out perfect that way, you know? And, and we've been donating, trying to help other families that are in need. And the biggest thing is like, what do I want for myself? And how am I going to bring in the new year? Mm. I'm not going to wait for the new year. Like I'm working out now. I'm focusing on myself. Like how well 2021 goes. And I think this is an easy way maybe to sum it up. How 2021 goes is based on what you do today. It's not waiting for the first. It's what action am I going to take? It doesn't have to be like, so it's not going to run an Ironman today or whatever the big goal. It starts with that first step. What are you doing today? Not making excuses for yourself or blaming other people or I'm going to start tomorrow or it's that person's fault. Like what's in your control and what are you going to do and screw everything else while being thankful for what you have. No matter what hardships you went through, you're alive and you can make that choice. I think that's what it boils down to. You have a choice today. You're alive, no matter what good or bad's happened every day before now. What are you going to do now to focus on today that's going to lead to tomorrow that's eventually going to lead to the first? And then, like you said, 2021 and then 2022, like it's one day at a time. I 100% agree. And, you know, I saw something really interesting but really disturbing as of june of 2020 according to the cdc 40 percent of adults were struggling with mental health or substance abuse issues and you know part of what one of your uh, brands is with being vigilant and being aware and just looking out for other people and for ourselves 
you know, it really puts into perspective how we need to start looking at being vigilant for other people during this time when it feels so, feels like there's so much space between us, but creating those moments where we're focused on bringing it back together. And I would say that one of the skill sets and superpowers that I've seen out of you from afar and close getting to know you a little bit is the ability that you have to build people. And the ability, and I mean, if that doesn't come from not or from a lack of experience, right? Having seven kids, you learn how to start to build individuals. You learn how to start to build people into what society needs out of them, what we need as parents out of them, what they need to be for themselves too. How do we start to how do we start to build ourselves to survive, but not just survive, to thrive moving forward? You brought a few good points there. So it's like, yeah, you want to help those around because I do believe you know like the 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 rising tide lifts all ships and I've heard that more I think this year and maybe it's just because I'm being more aware of it that I I fully believe in that but like you said at the end it starts like vigilant it starts with being vigilant in yourself and now something like my wife and I both did 75 hard I started fell off like day 26 we went camping I was like fuck this like we were camping we were camping with friends family whatever you know what I'll restart it we had vacation I was like it's cool like I made that choice I knew what came from that choice we restarted and we did it together and she's like I don't know if I can do it you know I talked to other friends and you know she had her hard days I had my hard days but I looked at it as like I need to be vigilant like I know what's at the end of Mm. doing all of this for myself and I need to be the leader. And it pushed her. The more I push myself, I've noticed the more she pushes herself. And I'm coming to the root, like, sometimes my kids do, sometimes they don't, you know, they, I want them to do it more. And I want them to be like, go, go, go. But I'm having to learn, like, they're going to do it at their own pace. What I'm doing is what wasn't done for me was doing exactly that, being the leader, showing them what's possible, pushing myself. So they're like, holy shit, you know, whether it's now or they're in their 20s, they're like, oh, like that light bulb goes off. That's why. Oh, okay. Then they start doing it. You know, it I'm coming to realizations that they're not going to overnight be as driven and want to do the things like I want to do. And I have to be okay with that. But still, it starts with being vigilant in yourself. And doing those things, focusing on your mindset, your health, like the goals, what you want to do, where you want to be, your relationships with yourself, building relationships with friends, family, like my relationship with my wife has been a huge thing. And like, we're better than we've ever been. And we've gone through a lot of ups and downs, even this year, you know, the challenges that we've had and stuff we've had going on, but we're better than ever. And that started with myself and by doing that it's been able to be like hey now how can i lift other people whether it's my kids now we're trying to donate for other families and people say it like the whole like when you're on the airplane and everybody is probably going to know what i'm going to talk about you know put the mask on yourself before you do on others and i think it's become like repetitive it's like yeah yeah yeah, i know i know nobody does it like (laughs) you hear it but think, am I doing this for myself? Am I taking care of myself to then therefore take care of others? And that's been an even more of a learning process for me this year of like, you know what, I, I don't need to feel guilty for 
yeah, my kids might want me to sit and hang out and I'm going to. So not neglecting things, but I need to get this workout. I need that this needs to be done first. Otherwise, I can't give myself fully to you because in the back of my mind, that project or I'm going to be thinking like, man, I still need to work out or I need to do this to be fully present in that other moment with them. But then it also shows them of like, wow, like he didn't quit. He didn't give up. Like it's been a rough year, but he pushed through it. You know, it's not like we're worse off than when we started the year kind of a thing. Like that's really where I think it comes down to being vigilant is, you know, you have to really focus and it's, it's easier to, what I learned was 75 hard. And then what I've read, and again, that light bulb clicked is like, it's easier to be 100% than 99%. Because once mm. you go to that 99, it's a lot easier to go to the 98, yep. you know, 97. I, like it's, a, it's easier to be all in than to be back and forth. Because you're going to get further. Those temptations are less. Like all of that is there. And I'm not going to say like you're always going to be 100%, but you're pushing, you're putting everything into what you're doing. And after 75 hard, because you brought up this good example, because I've learned so much, I think, from that is I still am going to complete phase one, two, and three. I haven't. Just did the first, first part of 75 days, but it's been my choice. And I'm like, okay, I'm not beating myself up saying like, Oh, you know, you're lazy. You haven't done this. Like you haven't finished the program. Like I'm on my own journey, whether somebody did it all the way through or they didn't finish the first part and they're on the repeat five, whatever, you know, the restart. Um, everybody's on their own journey. I'm on mine, but I've made the choice. It's not like I'm being lazy. Like, yeah, I've had a few more drinks the past few weeks and I've had all year. So I'm like, Oh, it's something I'm enjoying. It's the holidays, whatever, but I'm still, being vigilant to not be complacent in other areas, not get lazy, not put all the effort in to the choices. If I choose not to do this, that's mine. It's not because the lazy or whatever voice you want to call it is like, oh, you can do that later. Like, don't do it. Like, no, I'm choosing to do something or I'm purposely choosing not to, not because of complacency or anything. So you know, to kind of wrap some of it up with, with being vigilant, like you have to start with yourself and you have to fully commit because that's going to push you forward. And that's how you're going to help raise other people up is the more you're giving yourself, the more you have to give and help others. I love it. I've been wrapping this show up because this will air during the holiday seasons. And I wanted to do something a little bit different that I've not done before. The last episode that will be released right before yours with Angela Bradford, we had this at the end too. So I'm super excited to see kind of what your response to this is as well. I'm going to ask you this at three different or uh, two different levels. All right. If you had a prayer for the world, what would it be? And if you had a prayer for those closest to you in your community and your family, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. I think if it's for the world and we've talked a lot about this on my podcast is I'm very strong in my beliefs, but I've come to realize, I think what everybody else needs to realize is we need to be more understanding. Doesn't mean you have to give up what you believe and you feel, but be more open to listen to other people. Doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean you're wrong. The huge thing I learned when I was overseas from one of my uh, the trainers uh, that was in like 
our training program, he said, you know, it's not right or wrong. It's just different. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there's right. Yes, there's wrong. I'm not saying there's no wrong doing in the world, you know, for people get crazy, but majority of what the bullshit is out there is just different views. Like how can we be more willing to be open to each other and understanding to say, I'm not right. You're not right. Like it's just, we're just different. Now, how can we come together to solve something that's bigger than ourselves and make this world a better place? And it's not to be like, Ooh, all utopia, all crazy. Like, I don't think that, (laughs) going to happen there's good and there's evil out there there's no doubt about it but i think a lot of what's going on can be solved if we're more open and understanding of each other and can come together that way and not feel like you have to give up your beliefs i have to give up mine how do we find a solution together because it's not right or wrong it's just different from each other and how can we move forward for the greater good because we all want good for the most part, ever there are bad people, like you said, but most of everybody out there talking truly believes and they want good for themselves and their family. Now, how can we do that together? So that's how I would say would be the first one. The second one, so for like my family and my community, it kind of plays some with that, but it's more of just being supportive of each other. You know, so many businesses, like you talked about mental health, like so many people are having mental health right now from kids in school, suicidal things, adults, like it's insane what's going on right now with people losing jobs, people losing, you know, that they're going to lose their homes. It's coming next year. A lot of people are going to lose their homes. I don't think people realize that. And businesses being gone, like generational businesses being closed and are going to probably never open again. We need to support each other in a community. And that's why like my wife and I, like I hate going into stores right now and seeing like the Salvation Army trees and these other ones that still have like tickets. We grabbed as many as we could. We donated, kept donating more and more this year. And I was like, I told my wife, like, I don't want to see one tree with one of those tickets next year on it like we're going to take every single one and i'm like that's our goal like we're going to raise you know whether it's just from my business people want to donate whatever i'm like if it's 20 grand if it's 30 grand whatever it takes like we're going to figure it out next year and i think that's what i want is like people to support their community support i'm not saying you can't shop like we don't have any options i still go to walmart this next if i had other options i would But if you have options and can support local and support those businesses and those communities, like put all this COVID shit aside, like these are people's lives and businesses and we all want to succeed. It goes, like I said, rising tide lifts all ships. Like that's what we want in the end is everybody to have a good holiday, go into 2021 even better, have businesses not closing, people losing their homes, suicide, like all that stuff. I want communities supporting each other more and that's what i want here you know supporting more communities be more understanding and how can we come together to move past all this so there's not all these bad like which to me are worse consequences than covid going on right now 100 percent Matt, thank you so much for being here today, man. I know my audience got a lot of value out of this, and I know it's one they're going to go back and listen to multiple times. Where can people find you? How can they learn more about your podcast? What are all those channels for them to go check out? 
Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I really appreciate you reaching out. This is this is awesome. Like you and I are saying, I, I've been doing so many of my own podcasts and been so busy with business that I I haven't like this is the first podcast I've been on in a, in a while. So I appreciate that. Um, so uh, for the podcast, it's the Vigilant Life podcast. It's pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts or music, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, like at, like everywhere you can go, <laughs> you'll find it out there. Uh, we've got a new website coming. It's going to be the visionallife.com. It's still in the works, probably by the new year, if not slightly before it'll be out. Um, and then you can connect with me through Instagram, my personal one, which is almost the same as the vigilant one right now. It's uh, HMFIC underscore Matt. Um, and then the vigilant one is at vigilant life. And those would be the easiest places you can reach me through there. We'll drop all those links in the show notes for everybody too. Matt, thank you so much for being here today, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Alex. And thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate Alex's show and leave, leave some reviews for him. Hey, man, he hit it before I did. Guys, if you found a nugget of wisdom in there, if you got any level of insight, which after that call, you definitely got some amazing insights, please go hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple. So not only we get ranked, but it helps boost up Matt. It helps give him more attention and awareness to his brands and businesses as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.